Sorry. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open-line talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. To express your viewpoint, please call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. The world trembles. That was the headline, believe it or not, of the EU Times on March 11, 2013, going on to say the world trembles as the United States becomes the greatest energy nation in history. According to a startling report prepared by Russia's energy minister for President Putin, he said the United States is preparing to overturn the entire global economic system as it nears becoming the greatest energy production nation in all of human history. It was but a couple of years later that the world learned that the United States and Israel had indeed overtaken Russia and Saudi Arabia as the complete world-dominating force of energy production. Now perhaps you can understand, for instance, why Joseph Biden was so interested in keeping us from the pipeline the pipeline that would connected us with Canada and all of the oil and so on, and he's prevented us from developing oil on land owned by the United States of America. And so he has made every effort to diminish America's ability to produce oil and gas. But that's not the rest of the story. The rest of the story actually begins today. Actually, in one sense, it already had begun, but today an announcement came that the first segment of the now-completed Nord Stream 2 underwater pipeline is being filled with gas in advance of final authorization from German regulators to turn on the taps. In a statement released today, the operator said the procedure for filling the first string of the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline has begun. The step is among the first preparations, or final preparations actually, to ready the underwater link to begin carrying supplies of Siberian gas from near the Russian city of St. Petersburg to consumers in Germany and then across Western Europe. The last stage of construction was carried out in Danish waters through which the network runs. The United States has also imposed a series of sanctions designed to halt construction arguing that the new gas link would give Russia the upper hand when it came to energy security in Europe. Well, that's exactly what Donald Trump established, but Joe Biden has also sought to weaken that as well. And the news now comes amid a deepening crisis over energy supplies in much of Western Europe, prices shooting up by as much as 250% even before the cold winter weather sets in. You say, what in the world does that have to do with the United States of America? And what, pray tell, does it have to do with biblical prophecy? You'll have to stay tuned, friends. Some have called it the great game. It has to do with oil and gas. It has to do with who will control the energy in the world. 
It has been said that whoever controls the energy in the world, the nation that controls the world's energy supply also controls the world. Should we then understand or misunderstand or fail to understand why Russia might be in a full court press to take dominion over oil and gas in Europe? And what significance might that have with regard to biblical prophecy? That's what the Nord Stream Pipeline is all about. It's all about feeding the energy addiction of Germany. Primarily Germany and then all of Western Europe. And what's the goal? The goal is global governance. That's the goal. It's driving the economic and the political and military machinations of the leading nations and confederations. It's often supported by religious persuasion. But there's one essential that binds their respective goals and lubricates the engines of their lust for power, and that is oil and gas. So politically, you hear politically correct voices cry for alternative energy. But in reality, oil remains the indispensable energy source, making the wheels of the world turn. So in order to truly, in your gut, comprehend the sheer magnitude of this matter, we have to look at this issue through the eyes, or you might call it the the viewpoint, of the primary players in this epic battle for King of the Mountain. King of the Mountain. It's called the Great Game. Black Gold and Global Governance, and today on Viewpoint, we're going to be talking about that and connecting the dots with the Nord Stream 2 pipeline and other reports over the past, uh, say, 15 years that are not only linking Russia with this endeavor, but also Israel. That's right, also Israel. Today I received a report, an email from Zion Oil and Gas. Zion Oil and Gas, from John Brown, the founder of that company, Zion Oil and Gas. He has dedicated his life to uncovering what he believes is a biblically revealed oil field deep under Israeli soil that geologists realize, petrochemical geologists realize, is there, but they don't know how to tap it. They don't know how to get to it. And John Brown has dedicated himself for 30 years to accomplish just that, even as we speak. He and Zion Oil and Gas are drilling in the Megiddo Valley, sometimes referred to as the Jezreel Valley, the very valley, the very valley that the Bible says the final battle of Armageddon will be fought. Wow. Could it even be over oil and gas? Well, the Bible doesn't tell us that, but it does tell us about another battle. Is it the same battle or a different battle? The battle of Gog and Magog, referred to in Ezekiel 38 and 39. So today on Viewpoint, we weave all of this together, and I'm so glad that you've joined us. It's conversation as always with ever-increasing conviction talk that transforms. 
Now, to uh, help you understand the the bigger picture, not just the picture of oil and gas, the great game and so on, that's a big deal, but the bigger picture yet, I want to make available to you my book, King of the Mountain, The Eternal Epic and End Time Battle. For it is said that he who rules the Temple Mount rules the world. Well, that sounds very similar, doesn't it, to the nation that controls the energy rules the world. Therefore, we could say, in a sense, that the nation that controls the energy also may rule the Temple Mount, or at least try. The book is available to you. It is a $20 book. It is yours for $15 on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org, King of the Mountain. We'll be right back after this. You don't want to miss any of today's program. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Before we drill deeper for oil and gas and its implications prophetically and geopolitically, I want to speak for just a quick moment again to our listeners there in Massachusetts, Connecticut, and New York. Uh, We have many of them. People have been listening there for over 20 years. Uh, It is a group of the longest-term listeners in the country. And we're so grateful for you and uh, every year or two, uh, we have gone there for holding a breakfast uh, in order to meet you and share with you uh, from our hearts uh, the deeper truths that we believe that God is showing us uh, to prepare the way of the Lord. In fact, uh, our theme this year is going to be uh, basically, Behold, He Comes, that is, the Lord is coming, Uh, soon and very soon. He is coming. We don't know the day or the hour, but he is coming. And what should we do? How should we prepare? What should we do? And uh, so that's going to be the theme of the breakfast. It is on October 23rd, Saturday morning, October 23rd, from 8 a.m. to 1130 a.m. And it's a full breakfast, full buffet breakfast, $28.00. And uh, one one of the things that's encouraging us now is that uh, a number of people are bringing multiple friends and guests and family members and so on. I urge you to do that. If you think that there's someone who really isn't listening to the program but really needs to or would like to, this would be the great way to introduce them. So how do you make your reservation? You must make your reservation by October 13th. Now, that's not too far down the track here, is it? No, we're already in October and moving quickly. So you want to do this right away. Don't delay. You don't want it to be too late. So go to our website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. And then go to uh, the web store. And in the upper right-hand corner, you'll find Viewpoint Breakfast. If you check on that, 
click on that. Uh, you will be able to sign up for the breakfast, or if you're not prone to do it that way, you can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. I hope to see you there. Uh, people are uh, signing up now much more quickly. Uh, very encouraged by the uh, those that are signing up now, and you don't want to miss this opportunity. All right. Back in 2011, the magazine called The Economist reported that oil pressure is rising. Now, that was a euphemism. We talk about oil pressure in our cars. They were talking about the pressure in the world concerning oil. They said oil prices have surged dramatically with the demise of Middle East dictators and the rise of Muslim Brotherhood-dominated Arab Spring. And the region provides 35% of the world's oil. And the big concern to observing nations is that spreading unrest will drive prices shockingly higher. However, what was not commonly known at that time is that as of 2009, Russia had become the world's greatest exporter of oil, overtaking Saudi Arabia. Now that's amazing. And during that time... Further demand for oil was rising globally at a blistering pace. So, by September of 2010, we were greeted with a shocking headline that said, U.S. military warns about a massive oil shortage by 2015. According to that report, they said the world would run out of oil surpluses by 2012, with severe shortages following a little as three years later. Now, we don't want to go into all of the details with regard to that, but the interesting thing is that by 2014, the price of oil and gas at the gas pump had fallen uh, fairly significantly. Until now, that is. And just this weekend, the price of gas at the gas pumps has increased to the highest level since 2014. What's going on? What is going on? Why this sudden change? Maybe it might be mind-numbing to most people, but the very year such massive oil shortages were projected by the U.S. military, Israel National News announced, U.S. expert predicts oil and gas rush to Israel. So why would such an announcement, and why now? Why in this particular season? Could that prediction actually bring ancient prophecy and history into, shall we say, congruency? For those of you who took geometry, you know about the meaning of congruency, that things superimpose on each other and you can't tell the difference. Into congruency as our world heads, well inexorably toward the Gog and Magog Armageddon scenarios. So, the world's demand for oil isn't diminishing, but it's accelerating dramatically. Now, one of the areas in which it's accelerating the most is in China. So China, in the last week or so, Xi Jinping has gone out and said, you will go out and find oil whatever it takes. 
whatever it takes. In other words, by hook or by crook, you are going to bring us oil. Talking about China's leaders. They, they're desperate for oil. That's the only way they can run their commercial machine. That's the only way they can raise up their army and navy and so on to compete in the world. And they have no oil and gas on their shores. So they've got to find it elsewhere. So they've gone over the world, all over the world to find it. They've gone to Iran. They've gone to Venezuela. They've gone all over the world to find it and to enter into contracts to, shall we say, create an oil and gas hegemony over the world. Enter Afghanistan now. As of today, we have now seen pictures of Chinese military planes flying into Bagram Airport or the Bagram Air Base there that we left vacant, that Joe Biden left vacant and left it open to China. Now, China is coming into Afghanistan in order to gain dominion over the Middle East. It gives them a base in the Middle East now in order to secure their dominion over, well, Middle East oil. I want you to think about this. And China intends to rule the world. Xi Jinping has announced about five years ago that within 30 years he intended to rule the world. They made him the everlasting leader. They've made him the Prince of Peace of China. They've made him the Messiah of China. They made him the uh, everlasting father of China, not to be reelected or displaced. They put their full confidence and trust in Xi Jinping to deliver China as the ruler of the world. But they need oil and gas. But they're not the only ones that need oil and gas. Germany desperately needs oil and gas. In fact, all of Europe and Western Europe is desperate now. I don't know if you've been keeping up with it. But in the UK, people are absolutely desperate. They're lining up for hours and hours just to get some gas in their tanks. I don't know how old you are, but if you were around in the late 1970s, you will remember when the Khamenei, uh, Khamenei, whoever you want to pronounce his name, uh, took over Iran, the Shah fled and Iran became an Islamic Republic, ruled by Sharia law. When that happened, the new government or regime took captive about 40 Americans and held them hostage for, I think, 40 days. It was nothing short of high drama in the world. The immediate effect was that the availability of energy, oil and gas in America, diminished precipitously. And it resulted in what we would call gas lines. If you were not uh, alive then, you have no way to understand the implications of that. 
But when I saw what was happening in England now, our mother country, even as we speak, I thought, we've been through it. Except we weren't through it quite to the extent that they are right now. At least we got to get a half a tank of gas every other day, based upon your letter in the alphabet. But in order to do that, you had to line up sometimes for a half an hour, maybe an hour, in a gas line just to get a half a tank of gas every other day. That's the way it was. Germany now is the number one uh, manufacturing country in Europe. Germany is desperate. Did you know that Germany relies 70% upon Russian oil and gas to carry on its commercial machinery? And yes, indeed, its military. 70%. And when you think of that kind of dependency, would you not also think that Russia then might have Germany over a barrel, so to speak? In other words, Germany's need is so great that it will do just about anything to keep the engines of commercial enterprises going and their military going and their government, and so they submit. How far would Germany submit to Russia in order to keep that energy, oil and gas, flowing? I want you to think about that because this is extremely important. I'm leading you in your thinking now, all of us together in our thinking, as to the prophetic and practical implications of these developments. These are not idle developments, friends. You may not have even heard about this in the news because everybody's just talking about COVID or the administration's efforts to put America in bankruptcy with a three hundred and fifty thousand, a three hundred and fifty trillion, excuse me, a three point five trillion dollar massive giveaway. That's really, really what it is—a massive giveaway, in order to addict the American people to the largesse of government, so that government will have complete and absolute control. It's a very similar thing to what Russia now has with regard to Germany with regard to oil and gas. If you can create a dependency, an absolute dependency, you can basically dictate the terms. You can control the people. And so Russia now is in a position of controlling Germany. I want you to think about the impact, the import of that. But not just Germany. Western Europe relies 30% upon Russian oil and gas to keep their engines going, 30%. That's pretty heavy dependency, isn't it? If you were reliant upon crack cocaine or marijuana or whatever it was, if you were reliant upon that for 30% of your energy and ability to keep going in your life, 
What would that mean? It would mean you would do almost anything in order to keep the crack cocaine or the marijuana or whatever the drug was coming, wouldn't it? That's exactly the position that Europe is in. Why does it matter? Well, here's why it matters. It has to do with black gold and Bible prophecy. As oil markets are undergoing seismic shifts, and as the Middle East has shifted dramatically over the past uh, several years, we now see this connectivity between oil and gas with a great game that is now moving inexorably toward the second coming and before that, Gog and Magog and the Battle of Ezekiel 38 and 39. We'll be right back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a for pastors only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Also on Chuck's website, listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast. Listen to the archives. Maybe you missed a program. Check it out at saveus.org. Also, there are some great resources, hospitality information, also information about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, newsletters, articles, prophecy, prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org. What a pleasure, what a delight it is to come before you every single day, five days a week now for, well, 26 and a half years. 26 and a half years, a long obedience in the same direction to prepare the way of the Lord for history's final hour, to uh, disciple for destiny, to encourage God's people, to not only inform but bring transformation through the renewing of our minds that we might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We try to bring it all together here on Viewpoint. And as you know, Viewpoint determines destiny. There are no neutral viewpoints. All viewpoints inevitably determine destiny in one way or another. So, when we see these seismic shifts, uh, both in geopolitics and the nations, and also with regard to oil and gas and so on, it's, it's like a terrifying shaking for those in proximity to these powerfully shifting technotic, uh, tectonic plates. So, it has to do with the battle, the final pursuit to become king of the mountain or to rule the world. It has to do with globalism, friends. Globalism. Now, we know that Mesopotamia is the cradle of civilization. You learned that in your high school uh, Western Civ class and the place from which all of Abraham's descendants have originated. But it's also the location where most of the world's known 
hydrocarbons exist, except perhaps in Venezuela and the U.S. and some in Canada and in Russia. So, though never specifically mentioned in the most recognized prophetic passages of the Bible, oil, I think, is inextricably linked to most, if not all, of the major nation players of the end times. And I'm not alone in that thinking. Oil is the main reason the Western world has become fixated on affairs in the Middle East, which possesses the huge energy resources needed to serve as Europe's oil tanker and as America's supplier of last resort. Do you know that as Mr. Biden has curtailed America's production of oil and gas, he has forced America to go to Russia to make up the difference? Did you know that? And I thought he was all against Russia. Oh, except when it suits his purposes, because he doesn't want America to lead oil and gas production because that will keep America from being absorbed into the new world order. We will have too much power, too much authority, too much geopolitical uh, clout uh, in order to be absorbed into the new world order. So he has to diminish us, diminish our ability to... uh, rely upon solely upon our own oil and gas production. So this is the the situation in which we find ourselves. And in order to understand what's unfolding with regard to oil lubricated prophecy is necessary to comprehend what is called the great game that's now being played out on the uh, not so sporting oil and gas fields of our planet. So as we look around at this, we find that the world has become hostage to oil. As goes oil, so goes the economy, wrote one. So, nearly every, as the world is slurping up near every drop that it produces and grows thirstier by the day, you can understand that the tiniest little sniffle in Saudi Arabia or Russia sends financial markets into a fever and produces aches and pains to the world's economies. We're feeling it right now. We're seeing it at the gas pump, friends. And it's not just about how much you're paying for gas. None of us want to see the price of gas go up, but there are reasons behind it. So this great game now is getting very serious. Forbes Business Magazine, you know, one of America's leading business magazines, was very blunt about this in the year 2012 and stated this, nobody wants to lose. Peak oil is dead. The great game is back. So the idea of peak oil is no longer considered. That is, that there's a limited amount. Now, it's grab all the gusto you can find, and the great game lives on. So, where does that leave us with regard to the greater 
panoply of God's purposes and biblical prophecy. That's what we want to focus on for the balance of the program here today. Before we get to that, I want to uh, make available again, for those of you who do not yet have the book, King of the Mountain, uh, The Eternal Epic and End Time Battle. This book sets forth a picture that you can easily understand from the beginning of creation to the second coming of Christ. In fact, going before creation to what happened in the heavens on the Mount of God in the heavens, where Satan himself rebelled. He was called Lucifer, and he rebelled. He walked upon the stones of fire, the scripture says, in the Mount of God in in the heavens. Because he was cast out and said, I will be like the Most High God, I will rule from the heights of the north, in other words, the Temple Mount, He set in motion a 6,000-year goal to place himself via his own representative, the Antichrist, on the Temple Mount, the very place where God chose to put his name there. That is the trajectory of all history and prophecy. It's an amazing picture. Here's the book, King of the Mountain, The Eternal Epic End Time Battle. It's a $20 book, yours, for only $15. It's a buy for $15, I'll tell you. This is is a very substantive book, and it will open your eyes. You'll understand things that uh, the so-called famous politicians of the day don't have a clue about. They do not see things from a biblical viewpoint or from a, uh, a heavenly viewpoint. They're only looking on a a, uh, terrestrial uh, view. So go to our website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Get your copy, King of the Mountain. Or you can give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Again, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Okay. Now, we want to uh, shift to Israel now for a while. We've established this great game that's taking place. We've established what's taken place even this very day as Russia declares the opening of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline that the U.S. was fighting against. Donald Trump fought against it because he knew that what it was going to do was bring about Europe's addiction, and therefore submission to the authority of Russia. And he didn't think that was a wise thing for the world, or for the United States, or for Europe. So he fought it. But Joe Biden decided, no, we're just going to go ahead and do it. We're going to go ahead and let him go ahead. We're not going to fight it anymore. Just putting it in simple terms. So where does that leave us then? Well, Eugene Candle, head of Israel's National Economic Council, was addressing Israel's Energy and Business Convention back in 2010, October, this very month. 
He said, if oil reaches a certain price, the world will no longer want Israel to exist. Did you hear that? If oil reaches a certain price, the world will no longer want Israel to exist. So the higher the price goes, the more the world, and especially the Islamic world, but even many other aspects of the world will want to get rid of Israel. Even this week, the leaders of Iran have decreed the destruction of Israel. Again. But that cry will get louder and louder. But for the overwhelming support, public support of the United States, Congress, Israel is nearing complete isolation right now in a world that's frantically playing this great game for hegemony of the world's energy supply. It's amazing. So what does it mean? What are the prophetic implications of Israel being increasingly held hostage to world powers over a barrel of oil? The answer to those questions are now setting the course of world destiny. Whether or not that destiny was foreseen by famous pundits and politicians doesn't matter. So, here are some headlines that reveal Israel's hope. Now remember, Israel has never discovered oil. That is in the sense that no oil gushers have occurred. But about eight years ago, Israel had a massive discovery of gas off its shore in the Mediterranean. It changed everything. Israel had go, gone to Europe. Excuse me, Israel had gone to Egypt in order to get gas. Egypt now goes to Israel to get gas. Why is that? Because a massive discovery of gas off the coast of Israel in the Mediterranean was discovered and is now operational such that Israel is free of any hegemony or power or control of any other nation for at least 70 years for gas. But how about oil? Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Before we take a deeper look, the great game being played out in the Middle East and particularly in Israel now. 
uh, which I believe lies at the foundation of uh, much of the end-time events prophesied in the Scriptures. I want to ask you a very personal question. Because the reason we talk about these things is not to titillate your mind and give you goosebumps about what you think you might know now. That's not the purpose. It's not about information. The information is fine, but it has to lead to something beyond the information. And what does it lead to? It should lead to you and to me seriously beginning to think about whether or not our lives are prepared for the second coming of Christ. Because when he comes back, he's not coming to save us from our sins. The Bible says he's coming to judge the world in and for its sin. And he's not going to judge according to, he's not going to judge on the curve. He's not going to judge by comparison, by comparison of, uh, shall we say, a drug drug addict to one who's not a drug addict, or one who engages in rape as opposed to one who watches pornography. He's not going to discriminate between those two, because from his viewpoint, they're both the same. You see, the reality is, that we have become so, so lazy in our thinking, in our understanding of the Christian faith, that we have basically abandoned what is called the fear of the Lord. And so we're not living righteous lives. And the Bible says he's going to judge the world in righteousness. So the question has to be continually, am I ready. And merely because I made some confession of Christ at some time years ago doesn't answer the question. Are you walking with him in the light of his word? Are you doing his good will so that he abides with you still and with all who will trust and obey? Do you really trust him? Or are you trusting Joe Biden, or are you trusting Donald Trump? Are you trusting uh, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker? Anything other than God. Our trust is being tested hugely, friends. And we need to realize that as we see these things approaching, as the Apostle Peter asks, what manner of persons ought we to be? That's the question. So we need to humble ourselves before the Lord. Go before him and say, Lord, is it I, so to speak? Judas asked the same question. All the disciples asked the same question right there at the uh, the Last Supper. And Judas himself asked the question, is it I that would betray you? He knew in his heart it was him but he didn't let it on. Even Peter betrayed the Lord. Would you? Just asking. All right, now, as we go forward concerning uh, headlines that reveal Israel's hope in uh, energy, we look at, uh, we're going to go back to 2010 here to get the 
the pattern. Here's 2010. Oil reserves found in Israel could change power structure in the region. Next. U.S. expert predicts oil and gas rush to Israel. Next. Israel bids to end global oil dependency by 2020. Next. Israel's coast may be gold mine of oil. Next. Natural gas bonanza for Israel. Possible oil bonanza as well. Next. Oil well compared to giving of the Torah. Next. Leviathan oil field could sustain Israel for decades. Now, those headlines reveal the situation, the hope of Israel. And interestingly, uh, uh, geologists and petrogeologists know that there is significant oil underneath Israeli soil. They just haven't been able to get to it. They have not known how to get to it. They found the gas off the coast of Israel, but they haven't been able to get to the Israeli oil. They're the, it's the only country, about the only country in the Middle East, that hasn't been able to tap into oil. Why have all the Arabs, why have all the Muslims been able to trap, uh, tap into oil, but not Israel? May I suggest to you, it's going to be God's revealed deliverance that is going to catapult the world into the final stages of fulfillment of biblical prophecy. That's what I believe is going to happen. So, where would we look to find this? Is this just a pipe dream or a prophetic drama? I believe it's both a prophetic drama, but it's rooted in oil and gas pipes. If you go back to Ezekiel 38, you will find that there's going to be a great battle. Israel is well aware of this battle. They talk about it periodically. The battle of Gog and Magog. The chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. It will gather together a secret confederation of nations in the latter days. Those are the words that are used in Ezekiel 38. The latter days. Not in the end times, but in the latter days of the end times. That's our time, friends. We're in the latter days of the end times. Just before, a season just before what is called the day of the Lord, which is when God pours out his own wrath on the children of disobedience. We haven't gotten there yet. We have the wrath of man, but we don't have the wrath of God. Not the way the Bible describes it. So, in Ezekiel 38, we find Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, joining together with Gomer and Tagarma 
and Libya and many other nations with them. And their collective goal is, oh, and we missed one, Persia. That's Iran. And you know how much Iran loves Israel, right? You know how much the leaders of Iran love Israel. When in the last uh, couple of days, two of their leaders have declared the complete eradication and annihilation of Israel. So these nations, all for their respective individual motivations, will confederate together. They don't all have exactly the same motivation. Not all of the nations that are involved have a unique desire to destroy Israel, but they do have a unique desire, all of the nations, to gain dominion over oil and gas. And at that time, when this happens, I believe Israel is going to have a massive, massive revelation of of, of oil. First she had gas, next it will be oil. As I said, as we speak, John Brown and uh, Zion Oil and Gas is over there drilling, uh, right as we speak, drilling in the uh, Megiddo Valley. You, You do remember Megiddo is the hill of Megiddo, Har Megiddo, from which we get the name Armageddon. You do know that, right? And it also is the area called the Jezreel Valley, which is a very long and relatively flat valley in which some of the major battles of Israel and the world have taken place. That is the place, ultimately, where the Battle of Armageddon will take place. That is where this drilling is taking place by Zion Oil and Gas. Now, they have drilled a number of other places. Have they tapped into oil? No, they have not. John Brown believes that as an act of faith, he is going to persist against all seeming odds because he believes that God has made plain to him that he is to be, uh, shall we say, the facilitator of this final end-time discovery. But how is it going to happen? Is it going to happen merely by drilling and drilling and drilling? Right now, I think they're already drilled uh, at least two, uh, two miles deep into the soil. No, I don't believe it's going to happen that way. What's going to happen, in fact, even as we speak, they're trying to drill diagonally now to try to get through rock barriers and go diagonally to see if somehow they can access the oil. They know it's there. Now, in the, in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 38, it says that these nations are going to gather together, confederate together to attack Israel in the latter days, and their purpose is to take a spoil. A lot of people thought, well, the spoil would be the minerals in the Dead Sea. As valuable as those are, they don't even begin to compare to the world's lust for oil, friends. Oil is what makes the world go round. How could this happen? There is a process called fracking. 
I'm sure you've heard of it. We were doing a lot of fracking in the United States, which enabled us to gain access to oil that otherwise was not available without the fracking. We once drilled a deep water well on our property. When it was drilled to 450 feet, we didn't get enough water. I think it was like three or four gallons a minute, not enough to do anything. And we had spent a lot of money digging that well or drilling that well. So the driller said, look, you have two options, either to start over and try to drill in another place, or we can do what is called fracking. We can drop a charge down into that well and hope that it will break the rocks apart in such a way that it will allow sufficient water to flow. He said, that'll cost you about $2,000. But if you drill another one, you're looking at $11,000. What would you like me to do? Well, we elected to go for the fracking. And are we ever glad that we did? It produced 15 gallons a minute. And as a result, was able to run all of our uh, the watering for our property saved us a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of money and uh, has never given up to this date. And that was about 20 years ago. Fracking. We learned about it the hard or the easy way, however you want to look at it. Now, let's suppose that God, in his mercy toward Israel, decides to shake up the fault line running from Africa up through Israel just bypassing Jerusalem. Can you just imagine what would happen? Breaking up God's divine fracking to break up the rocks to allow that oil to flow. Imagine. We don't have time to go into any more of the details here, but I'll tell you, the world is trembling. Indeed it is. Oil and gas is right at the heart. A biblical prophecy. Thanks for joining us. Get a copy of the book, King of the Mountain, The Eternal and Epic End Time Battle. It's a $20 book. Yours for $15 on our website, saveus.org. Become a partner, friends. Send your gifts by faith to Save America Ministries. Call us 1-800-SAVE-USA. Let's all prepare the way of the You've Lord. You've listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.